Welcome in. Countdown to kickoff. Hour two. Part of Oregon College game day on 102.9750 the game. Jude Anubi, Neil Lomax, T-minus one hour from the Ducks kicking off with Portland State from Monson Stadium. Ducks trying to get to 2-0. and Portland State playing an FBS foe for the second time in as many weeks. And then it's FCS teams the rest of the way for Bruce Barnum and company. Let's go out to the phones right now, though, to talk to the former Duck defensive coordinator with Mike Bellotti and Chip Kelly. Now with the Pac-12 Network, Nick Aliotti joining us on the line, on the road, on his way to the Pac-12 Network studios. Coach, it's Judah. It's Neil Lomax. How are you today? Good morning, man. Doing outstanding. So good to talk to you, and uh, we get to talk to you about uh, once a week. I understand you were in Eugene earlier this week. Is that right? What kind of feel did you get around the Oregon program? Well, I live in Eugene, so. Uh, well, that I, makes I, sense. I get, <laughs> yeah, I get I get the paper and I follow what's going on. You know, uh, I think they're happy about the win, uh, the good convincing win. And so uh, they just want to continue to improve and get better each week. So I think they're looking to hopefully do what they should do against a team like Portland State and be able to play uh, a lot of their backup guys. Hey, Coach, Neil Lomax here. How are you? I'm good, Neil. How about yourself, my man? I'm doing awesome. We just had uh, Mouse Davis on, my coach, back, you know, 100 years ago and what we did down there in the park blocks. And I know you uh, you remember those days. And um, and now, you know, what you've seen the last 15, 20 years, almost 80% of these schools, everybody, two-by-two, two, trips, Leo, trio, run-and-gun, Spread, zone re, I mean, what you've seen the last 15, 20 years, uh, you know, we kind of started that, and that's what this everybody's doing. Your take on that. Yeah, I would give Mouse a lot of credit. You guys there at Portland State with the run and shoot and, and wide open attack, and then Dennis Erickson did a lot of that kind of stuff at Washington State that I remember. Now everybody's doing it, and, you know, it, it, it has made the game – much tougher to defend. It's so tough to defend people nowadays because it's such a space game, and therefore there's a lot of one-on-ones, not only in in coverage and things like that, but then tackling on the edge and the perimeter. So tackling is a is very very uh, it's a, it's a it always has been, but it you have to be able to tackle now because it's such a space game. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I thought what I've seen, you know, Nick, over the last 15, 20 years, even high school ball, you know, sideline to sideline, you get you get the six, seven defenders out of that box area, out of that hash to hash where the run game is, is to me, very, very underrated, too, because you want to spread them out to run. And I brought up the statistics that folks, folks don't know about. You're there when Chip, they, they were top five, top ten in the nation in rushing. Absolutely. That was Chip's thing. You know, people spread you out not only to, to pass the ball, and you, you know that. Chip really wanted to run it. He wanted to run it first. In fact, I think that Oregon under Chip and then a couple years with Helfrich, I think they, I believe they led the Pac-12 in rushing 10 straight years. Ooh. And you don't think that out of a spread team. You think that more of a, 
a hard-nosed downhill team like a, a Alabama or a Stanford, somebody like that. But Oregon ran the ball, although it was different, a different way of running it, ran the ball very effectively. So then that, that changes your dynamics and your philosophy defensively, Nick. So you, now you got recruiting. you got to get the Jalen Jelks. you got to get the Austin Faliu's. you got to get the Justin Hollinses and the Lamar Wynn, who have such speed on the edge because you're containing and you can't be bringing four or five. You want long-levered guys that are good in space. Uh, like I said, both in, in holding the line of scrimmage. We were looking for three big guys to hold the line of scrimmage, eat up a bunch of blocks, free up the linebackers, and then the edge of the defense. The edge of the defense mm-hmm. is so important. It always has been, but the perimeter of the defense is key in, in any defensive scheme. You must not allow teams to have explosion plays, Neil and Judah, because if you make a college team have to drive the ball 75, 80 yards, it's pretty hard for them to put a number of plays together to do so. But if you give up explosion plays, whether it's vertically or horizontally, giving up the edge, then it makes it much easier. So giving up, not giving up explosion plays is the new key to playing defense. And, and then that being said, getting a negative play here or there, mm-hmm. putting the offense behind the chains really helps you. Nick Aliotti, former Duck defensive coordinator, now a studio analyst with the Pac-12 Network, joining us on Countdown to Kickoff on Oregon College Game Day, 102-9-750 the game. Uh, Coach, as we talk in early September, week two of the season, you, you emphasize the importance of limiting explosion plays. How does coaching tackling fit into that this early in the year? The Ducks had a, a handful of missed tackles that they weren't proud of in week one. Is tackling one of those fundamental things that you are preaching and preaching and preaching these first three weeks while you can because Stanford is coming up week four and missed tackles won't fly that game. You know, we we practiced tackling every day. I I, I, I liken it. I, my, D, my old DBs, the first year I became the coordinator and the DB coach back in 94 at Oregon, the first drill we did with the secondary, they're used to backpedaling and do all these fancy footwork stuff. We tackled for the first 15 minutes. And they probably looked at me and said, oh, boy, what did we get ourselves into? But tackling, we practiced tackling every day when I was a coordinator at at, uh, Oregon. But nowadays, because of the limited contact Mm -hmm. and the concussion protocol, the way you practice uh, college, NFL, there's not as much live tackling. And, And I'll tell you what, that is taking away that art. It, it, it's a lost art. It really is in, in college football because you don't practice that much. But you better find drills, even though they're not full speed, where guys are learning how to move their body in space and at the very least being able to grab a guy. Now, the one thing I used to kid about is a guy would say, well, you know, you got to teach tackling. Well, if Nick Aliotti was trying to stand in front of DeAnthony Thomas one-on-one in space, and trying to tackle him, I could tackle. I could be a great tackler, but I'm not going to tackle Anthony. So those matchups sometimes account for poor tackling. And, and, and Nick, this Neil Lomax here again. Expand on that a little more because I'm I'm in high school. I've been coaching high school, working with athletic directors, working with coaches. We've gone to the heads up clinics 
We've gone to the USA tackling. It, it is. It's so important. It is a lost art. But this, we're not talking about the old days of the Oklahoma. We're not talking about the old days of, hey, get 20 yards away. Let's do some smash mouth here. This ain't Bear Bryant. This ain't the Junction City boys. But the videos that the Seahawks send down, the videos that are online now, Nick, that show the proper leverage, the proper, you know, the near foot, near shoulder, the technique. There's such an art in that. I'd like for you to explain more of that to, the, to our listeners. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, it's changed, Neil. You're right. And, and people are tackling. You know, we used to get our head across the bow. Now people are tackling with their head behind the ball carrier, getting that near foot, near shoulder. They call it cheek to cheek, running through the tackle, driving your feet, and then rolling. That's a, a new art that, that I've been I've watched those tapes because I was curious. People are trying to keep their it is said that keeping your head out of the tackle is still just as effective. Now, uh, since I've been out of coaching, it's hard for me to say if it is or it isn't. I know it's safer. I know it's safer, but that's the new way of tackling tackling behind the ball carrier, if you will. And, and get your head on the opposite side of what we were taught or what I taught when I was coaching. So that's the new thing going. Um, but still, no matter how you teach tackling, it's still a matter of getting your feet, tapping your feet, getting a close enough to your target, closing the ground fast. You're running fast towards the ball carrier's face. Then you must tamp your feet, get close enough to step on his toes, and then follow through with the tackle. Nick Aliotti joining us here on Countdown to Kickoff. The Ducks are playing Portland State, of course, uh, Coach. What was it like when you were getting ready for an opponent that you knew from a personnel standpoint your team was the overwhelming favorite, but you want to make sure that you still maximize the opportunity to play against an FCS school and, and not let your players slack off mentally or physically? What was that week of practice like when you were gearing up for a game like this? You know, I was probably tougher on the guys in a week like this because everybody expects you to win, and, and the, the bad thing about these kind of games is you never could win good enough. You know, the spread, let, let's face it, Oregon is a strong favorite over Portland State, and they should be. But what I came back to was with the guys is always is that we had a standard of excellence or a standard of what our defense, because I'm speaking as a defensive coordinator, but offensively also, we have a standard of what this thing should look like, how you should play. It shouldn't be any different whether you're playing Portland State or Stanford. That standard, that picture of how we practice and how we play, if we want to get to where we need to be or where we want to be at the end of the season, should never change. And the real good ones, like the Neil Lomaxes, they understand that. Well, at Portland State, though, <laughs> yeah. What's that deal? I was going to say, at Portland, at Portland State, though, we, we couldn't play a local high school to make that feel that way. So for Oregon to play Portland State, thanks for the check. Now, let me give you a few names, though, Coach Nick, a couple names to look at, okay? I, I, I talked to Barney a few days ago, so you might see a three-headed monster. You might see three quarterbacks in the day. Davis is going to play Alexander. Jelani Eason. I think Danny Velasquez is going to get in as well, so... You're going to see three guys. He's going to try to go spread it out, but just run it, run it, run it. Uh, Darian Green, uh, 33, I, I think, and, and Barney thinks their best running back offensively. Uh, but the guy who is 
they're telling us is a pro prospect, better than a, a Julius Thomas, they're saying, is Charlie T. Charlie Tomamiao. Uh, he's the tight end, number 89, had two huge plays last week. And those are kind of three or four names you should be looking for offensively for the Vikes. Okay, I, and I like Barney's plan. I think if I'm Portland State, uh, you know, you play the game for a reason. You never know. But if I'm Portland State, I'm taking the air out of the ball. I'm using that whole clock. I'm trying to keep this thing as close as I can uh, in in the fourth quarter and see what I can do from there. I'm not going to go crazy because I think if he goes crazy and it's a quick three and out, uh, I believe Oregon's going to score a lot of points. After watching Herbert last season and the way he threw the ball last week, my goodness, boy, does he look good. So I would want to keep the ball as long as I can, keep the chains moving, and really take the air out of the clock so this thing doesn't get to be uh, a laugher. And I know Portland came off of a very tough, bad beat against Nevada last week, so uh, that would be my plan. Yeah, well, that, that's that's always that's what it is though. It's a plan. Can you execute the plan? <laughs> it's always easier said than done though, Nick. And then it? it's crazy. Hey, we I, I loved your segment last week. What's going on with the UC Davis area? Uh, Oregon State's playing Southern Utah. Demario Warren, he's from. I mean, there's like 90 coaches from that Sonoma Davis. What's what's going on? Well, I, it's hard to explain. I think a lot of us we were we were blessed. This was Division Two. And I think Portland was Portland State Division Two when you played Neil. Yeah, they had Portland. they had it one double A. Then we went to Division Two and got with the Boise States and those kind of for a while. And you know, it, it depended on your scholarships and all that. But yeah, one double A in Division Two. Well, I think I really was blessed to have some great coaches, Jim Soaker, who soon the late Jim Soaker, who is a Hall of Fame coach. We won twenty something straight championships at UC Davis. Wow. And these, these, yeah, these guys made it fun, Neil. They made it fun. So the guys like Mike Bellotti and myself and Chris Peterson and Dan Hawkins and Demario Warren and, and on and on and Gary Patterson and those guys, we all loved our coaches, loved the game. So we decided, hey, let's try this coaching thing, and then we fell in love with it. Little did we know that the higher level you get, it's quite not, not like the UC Davis atmosphere that we were used to. We didn't have a spring ball. We played intramurals during the offseason. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it was, it was a whole lot of fun. And I, <laughs> and I tell you what, I really enjoyed it. And that's what got me into coaching. I loved the game, and I loved my coaches, and I loved the atmosphere. But things have really changed. And the higher you get, the more pressure. And it's way different uh, coaching at Oregon than it was at UC Davis. Yeah, I gotta love that. Nick Aliotti, Pac-12 Network, former Duck defensive coordinator, coach. Always good to talk football with you. Hearing you interact with Neil Lomax talking football—that's special. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time today, and uh, we look forward to connecting with you, talking football all season long. I look forward to it, guys. You guys have a great day. Boom! Thanks, coach. There he is, Nick Aliotti. Here on Countdown to Kickoff, 102.9-750, the game. Catch him on the Pac-12 network, breaking down all the games. All right, we are due for a break. In four minutes, we'll be right back. Talking and giving some love to more of the Portland State guys. Yeah. There's a couple guys that you know personally 
on this roster, Neil, that uh, I want to get your thoughts on from your from your high school days, coaching at Roosevelt, and and what these guys are are going up against, you know, playing in Austin. We're going to do that. We're also going to talk to Andrew Greif. We'll get all the picks for the Pac-12 games. This is Countdown to Kickoff on 102.9 and 7.50 The Game.